Welcome back to the Quiet On Set podcast, a weekly show about film and TV, hosted by myself, Ewan Graf, and Lachlan Seeley. How are you doing, my friend? Hello. Hi. That's all I'm saying this week. Saying. Yeah, no intro, no I've quick realized, banter. I, I went back and listened, mm-hmm. and I kept being like, hello, thank you for having me back. Because I realized I don't, I don't really have an opening. You have an opening. I do have, have an the, opening. Hi, welcome to the quiet onset. I don't have anything in the in the show notes. What do I listen? What do I say? Well, I promise you, we'll come up with a bunch of alternative openings, and maybe for episode one hundred, which is still, by the way, in the works. We got we got a lot of stuff in the works for episode one hundred. You should. We do one word each. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine. Oh my god, that was so be- ready. I'll start us off. Welcome to the podcast. Did you miss quite on set? No, I just don't want to name drop because if this ever gets clipped, I don't want it oh, to be okay. associated with our name. The film, dude. You okay? I, I, did I, you I just, was literally reading. Oh, you wanted to, to make it easy. Okay. For you. Well, I thought we were just improv. No, 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 no. Hey, no, no creativity no, no. here. Okay. Wavelength. All right, I got you. Well, fuck that cricket is really loud. By the way, I've discovered there's a cricket living in the ceiling. The ceiling, yeah. And there's no way I'm getting up there to spray him with any bug spray. So, if he starts going off, he's just a an honorary member of this fucking podcast at this point. Anyways, I think something that we also, I think we talked about it off air, but I thought it was just really interesting that uh, Lachlan, you you got you got a you got a new car. I bought a new car. Can I, can I say this? What what With you told me? No money included. What what did I tell what, you? You said I'm that um, I say a lot of things I don't really want on air. <laughs> well, we can we can scrap this if you don't want it out there. But um, you basically told me because we took a week off. Uh, you instead of going to like record on Wednesday, you just bought a car. That was basically what he oh, said. Oh right, yeah. no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the dealerships here, they're all open late night on a Wednesday. Yeah. Where typically late night shopping is Thursday, do it. They do it on the Wednesday. So our recording sessions are Wednesday nights. Yeah. Sometimes we do it Wednesday day for me, but typically it's a Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. So instead of recording the podcast, we ended up canning that episode. And I was like, "Fuck it, I'll go look at cars because mm-hmm. I want to go see what is available." And I saw a particular car online that we went and went to go have a look mm-hmm. at, and then. Walked past this car that I think probably has just come in because it wasn't online yeah. and same price and everything. I just fell in love with it. So I just bought her instead and, or him. I haven't given it a name right. yet. So it's a big truck though. It's really hard to think of a name. Yeah. Yeah. I got a Mitsubishi Triton for those who want to know. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll pull a up a picture right up. now. There you go. <laughs> you call it a truck? I, I don't you know. I was talking about it with a friend because we were like, I, I, I told her the story. And she was like, yeah, it would be crazy yeah. if someone in Switzerland, like about your age, was, yeah, I just got a truck. And it, I guess it makes sense because you're in Australia. But it, like, it would wait, wait, wait. make no sense. But you no call it sense. a truck, right? I, I would say it's, it's, a, it's a four-wheeler pickup. Yeah, something like that, right? Man, I don't call it a truck. Well, a truck is a, maybe a, it's a four-wheeler. Yeah. Yeah, that's. But like that style of that style of car, right? Yeah. What would you call it? I'm curious to know. I- I'd call it a yeah, a, a truck probably. A truck? Yeah, okay, yeah, interesting. Yeah. It's, it's it's a small one. It's not a big one, but um. Does yeah. Does the word does the word Ute mean anything to you? I mean, yeah, I was in Australia for a year, so yes, it does mean something to me. Yeah. I I just don't I would not use it. I think it's not like a globally used term. It's definitely more. Aussie, right? That's what I was curious about. Because you said truck, and I was like, I wouldn't consider this a truck, but 
you kept calling it truck, well, and I was like, oh, maybe you consider it a truck. Yeah, uh, I, I wasn't, um, I guess, assimilating to Australian culture that much because I, well, I don't know. I just, I always said gas station and never said petrol station and stuff like that. But uh, and that annoyed me. <laughs> yeah. That really fucking annoyed me. Because, yeah, I, I, re I remember having, like, he was like, why do you call it gas station? You're not American. I was like, yeah, I guess I could just use the one that's, like, used locally. It's but petroleum, no. dude. Petroleum, yeah. It's not. It's not gasoline. Petrol station. <laughs> oh. That makes so much sense. We're already getting super sidetracked. You don't side go to track, a gas station by the way. and get gas. You get petroleum. Yeah. C can I get into? Well, it, no, I don't anymore because I got a diesel. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, then, then you're completely off it. I personally don't even yeah. have a car, uh, let alone um, a four by four. That's why I bought a car for both of us. <laughs> yeah, bringing it over for me. You, you were co-signed. <laughs> You're bringing up, dude. I'd love that if I was like your security contact is like free in the morning, and you're like, yeah, no, it's just that an accident. Mm. I was like, I, I, I don't know what to do. I'll be right there. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll, be right. <laughs> I'll be right there. Okay, how far away are you? About twenty seven hours. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll get there. Though. I I yeah, would that's come. If there's no delays. You know? Rest assured, I would come. Thanks, man. Yeah, definitely. Anyways, uh, we got a lot of stuff coming up in today's show. Uh, we're talking about the... Oh, fuck, I realized I didn't clean my, my, my room. Oh. Holy fuck, it's super messy. No. Everyone well, The thing that. is, I, I pushed back, for those of you video uh, watchers, listeners, I pushed back my cam a bit because I, I thought I was, like, too close to the cam. You can also see way more of my background, so I had to, like, squish stuff to the side as well. But, uh, okay. Lachlan, while I go over what we're doing today, I'll cut away from you, you know, and you can clean up your room if, if you if you really want to. Oh, he's just putting products to flex on us. That's just how, a flex. Yeah. Um, anyways, car owner. Uh, on today's show, we are talking about the uh, gun lineup. Um, we also got some news on interesting uh, Minecraft casting. Uh, we also have the first trailer of For Love and Thunder. And uh, then I was able to sit down with director Gaspar Noe uh, to talk about his new film, Vortex. We'll have an excerpt of that interview featured on the show. If you want the full interview, it will be out uh, on the UN Graph podcast. And uh, finally, uh, we'll also have um, sh some short reviews for The Northman um, and The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. And uh, then... Um, Lachlan and I both were able to catch up with the new A24 horror, horror film X and we have a spoiler review at the end of today's show for you on um, that but uh, if you want to skip around to anything uh, specific that interests you there are time codes as always linked below and if you want to support us you can do that on Patreon for just as little as one buck a month um, you become a PA, uh, and you get access to uh, a bunch of bonus content. Uh, for example, the show notes that I'm reading off right now. Um, this is all a matrix. It's all pre-written. Nothing is improvised. Everything is on here. Trust me. The secrets to... <laughs> but uh, also the monthly bonus show, The Drunkcast, is up there. But uh, you can also do the same thing on Spotify and subscribe on there if you just want The Drunkcast. Um, and uh, finally... So to wrap up the shilling, um, make sure to leave us a rating, um, uh, preferably five stars, please, over on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Uh, it helps us grow the show a, a ton. Um, so without further ado, let's have a look at the news.
So first up, I wanted to have a quick look at the gun lineup. Uh, so far, we got, if I remember correctly, 37 films announced. Um, there's going to be a bunch more uh, further. I think it's about half of, of what we are getting right now. Um, and I'm lucky enough to be going um, this year, so we'll have a bit of coverage from Gun. Um, but uh, if you have a look, Lachlan, at at the list of, of highlights that I that I put out there, um, I think for me personally, I'm really looking forward to uh, the new Koreeda film um, Broker. Song Kang Ho, um, who's was also in Parasite, will be in the new Koreeda film, and I'm looking forward to that one quite a bit. And uh, there's a new David Cronenberg film uh, a new film from george miller called three thousand years of longing and a new park uh chun wook film called decision to leave uh so for me quite a stacked lineup i'm i'm keen to check out the films from all of these directors looking at the list is there anything in particular that uh that uh stands out to you uh oh you're just a huge elvis nope. fan so you're looking Forward to that best buzz, oh, yeah. Lerman. Well, I'm I'm quickly trying to read the uh the like what they're about as quickly as I can. Sorry, as always, I'm giving him no preparation time. I just throw him in this room and then he's. Uh, things go badly for a small crew shooting a low budget zombie movie when they're attacked by real zombies. Yeah. Isn't that just that one movie that came? out? One of cut of the dead. It, it is a it is a French remake oh. from the director of the artist. Um, and it's called. Z it's a French remake. Yeah. It's uh it, it premiered really? at uh, Sundance as well, I think. Like it's properly a remake. It is a remake. Like they said, yeah. like this is Oh really? Yeah. Oh fuck, okay. It is uh And who direct who's directing it? The the guy who did uh the artist. That uh black and white kinda silent right, movie okay. from twenty twelve. Um Alright, interesting. Uh yeah. I can't really see anything that's super is that Woody Harrelson? Triangle of Sadness when a yacht sinks a luxury. I think so. Cruise, a silvery couple is left stranded on a desert island with a bunch of billionaires in it later. Yep, that sounds great. Triangle of Sadness. Sign me up. Yeah, uh, we have a full list to all the films announced on Gun. Um, link below if you are interested. And um, yeah, we'll have coverage, I guess, in about a month when the festival starts. So it's not that far off. All right, Lachlan, do you want to move on um, to the next bit of news, which is um, very exciting? For anyone below the age of 30, because ooh, we are getting a legend to play another legend. We are getting Jason to play Steve in Minecraft, the Minecraft live action version. Um, I think people were shivering in fear because they didn't know, is Chris Pratt going to get yet another voice cast role where he gets to play Steve? But no. We are getting Wait, so Jason a real man, voice Aquaman. No, he, he's playing, I guess, the lead character in, in Minecraft in a live action version. So he's not even voice casting. He's just. What do you mean, like? <laughs> you mean like actually like don't, live Lachlan, action? Don't ask questions, okay? Just be grateful. We are getting a live oh, wait, action wait, wait. Minecraft. As film. in, as in. But What's live the... action, as in. Yeah. Live action? Live or action. Or as in live action like Sonic, where Sonic oh. is. CGI. Hmm. Well, it would be funny if like everything in the universe is just like not pixelated, but it's just Jason Momoa who's like Steve. You know, that would would be kind of funny. So he's playing Steve. I don't know who he's playing. He could be playing the Ender Dragon for all of I know. I don't know. 
Uh, so many open possibilities for creativity. And can't wait. Uh, when you said live action, I was less thinking about Sonic because, like, that's human world, but character in that it makes less sense for Minecraft. I think something more akin to it would be Lion King, where like it's live action, but it's technically everything is like. When did when did Warner Brothers buy the rights to Microsoft movie? Uh, sorry, to to oh yeah, Microsoft movie. When did he, when did they get the rights to make a Minecraft? That movie? is a good question. I don't I don't even know. Um, uh, weird. I don't. The dude who directed Napoleon Dynamite is the one who's gonna. Do, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, I just I just think this is kind of funny. Um, and. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be entertaining regardless. If it's shit, it's going to be fun. If it's not, it can't be worse than Morbius. You know, I've been... I can't wait. Yeah. This is... This is fun, right? It was, obviously. It's going to be better than Morbius, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but it's also not Sony, so they so they won't uh, won't spoil everything um, with, like, the first trailer of what they're going to do. So, Do you reckon this is that movie that The Rock was talking about when he was like, we're bringing a massive mo- game to life? Hmm. Yeah, to movies, I should say. Maybe he could. I'd love to see. Yeah, this. I, I can't yeah, wait. This, this sounds I'm super picturing fun. almost every single way that they could have, they could do this. Yeah, and every single way is exciting. Uh, yeah, whether Agreed. he's square, whether he's not square, whether the world's pixelated or not pixelated. <laughs> I, I can't wait. Yeah, and I can't see what I can't wait to see what kind of story they pull out of Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, so so we are keen. Um, I think just because they just started casting, uh, this is gonna take a while. I think earliest we're gonna see anything from this is is in 2023 but um yeah fuck i could die by then that's if i die before the minecraft movie comes no you are safe you're you're a car owner now you have responsibilities drive safe don't die please um you know what 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 might die by 2023 not really but i guess that's a segue uh netflix (laughs) Because they are reporting uh, a 200,000 um, subscriber loss in Q1 of 2022 and are expected oh, wow. to lose another 2 million in quarter two. So, wow. you know, uh, earlier uh, yesterday, the stock plummeted by 25%. Such a huge drop for such a big company. Just like collapsed. Like those crypt, not not crypto bros. Should I, have, I should have invested. <laughs> You'd have invested so you could lose, or what? Fuck. But that's what. Now, no, now you better gotta buy the dip, you know. Um, but no, it's. I gotta buy it when it dips, baby. In, in Q two, when there's another two million losing, it's gonna dip even further down. It would surprise me if anything else happens. So probably no, don't buy it. But again, this is not advice. You, you all ad- adults listening to this, you can make your own choices. Um, but but they came out with a bunch of statements, basically saying like, oh yeah, this is why this is happening. Like in. 2021, uh, 2020, they had a huge increase uh, due to the pandemic of people signing up, right? They had the biggest numbers ever. And they thought it was just like kind of continue and they would grow. But it doesn't make sense if people go outside. Again, they don't really need that indoor entertainment 24-7. And not everyone's dependent on it. Uh, so so that was the reason they said, like, oh, our numbers are down. Um, but, like, my opinion, probably just, like, the content is not worth staying on, Um a lot of the time and uh another reason for them was was password sharing and they also said that uh because of you know the ukraine conflict uh and them like pulling out of russia uh that lost them approximately 700k of subscribers 
Uh, so that, yeah, that's that's quite a big chunk of people who subscribe to to the service overall, and I guess it kind of would, uh, you know, explain why in Q1 they're losing two hundred thousand. What what's surprising to me is that they have an estimate of losing another two million in quarter two, and I know why. You know, because they got Stranger Things they coming plan on. On saying something stupid. <laughs> they're like. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know what they could do to lose that many subscribers. It, it's it's weird. Uh, why, why in Q2 so many people would, uh, would they leave. might do a J.K. Rowling moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They might, they might be. Netflix is gonna. They just know that they have a J.K. Rowling moment coming up, and they're gonna lose a fan, a whole fan base. They're gonna, they're gonna do an Elon move and just create their own Twitter and just spout like terrible messages, horribly offensive to just plummet, plummet this stock. Uh, but they also announced that there's or or they know that or they know that Adam Sandler's gonna release another movie. <laughs> hey, there's there's like there's like a good movie uh coming to Netflix or oh, a seemingly good movie where he's not just like doing a lazy oh the comedy. basketball one the basketball one yeah 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 yeah, yeah. looks quite good. Uh, but but they did also announce that they uh are looking into doing a uh possible lower tier cheaper version of Netflix that is uh, uh the cheaper tier of Netflix where you uh also get ads so that would be something new the platform has so far been um completely ad free uh so we'll see where this goes and uh yeah we'll keep you posted um anyways let's look at something quite exciting coming from the MCU the new trailer the first trailer uh for Love Foreign Thunder which is also like not that far out. It's crazy how late they started showing um, tra trailers for this film. Uh, but, but Lachlan, what did you make of this uh, first look for for free? Very, very fun. Yeah. Uh, Taika Watiti is a fun director. So I personally, like, I'm always a bit mixed with Thor, where I like Thor as a character, but I don't necessarily think I like him overall as a MC, like the MCU Thor. I right. wish he was a bit more powerful. I don't like the kind of piss take version, but mm -hmm. at the same time, I do enjoy Taka Waititi's take on a character and he's just been given Thor. So I feel like he, he could have done a, a crazy dumb take on any of these characters, but I feel like the fact that it's a god just adds that extra bit of juxtaposition to the stupidness that he brings to the film. Yeah. So, I, I do enjoy Ragnarok. I'll, I'll admit mm -hmm. that. Um, there's parts I don't like. I do think it's kind of uh, a, a bit more of a very, like, a moment thing than a whole kind of story thing. But this mm -hmm. kind of seems to be the opposite, hopefully. Hopefully this is a bit more of a story. Because it, it, Ragnarok was just like, we're on this planet now. We're on this planet. Now we're here. Now mm -hmm. we're here. There wasn't really, like, an overall story. It was kind of mixed and Hella was kind of boring. So, it, it look, I, I'm kind of excited to see this because... We haven't seen uh, the God Hunter Gore, the God Hunter, I think it is, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Christian Bale. Um, mm -hmm. and it, yeah, and it kind of seems like there is these parts where we are going to be going to these new locations, mm -hmm. but it seems to be kind of this again a fun take on Thor. So yeah, hopefully it will be a a, a fun movie because obviously you've got people like Russell Crowe playing Zeus. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. And I think something that you haven't mentioned yet is as uh, Natalie Portman at the end of the trailer, uh, a first look at, I guess, Lady 4 is what they're teasing or the story that they're doing. Um, and if Zeus is involved, they, they probably are going to Olympus. That might be a destination that we go to. Uh, 
if I like the general vibe that I got is that we start out with the guardians and then they go off to their own thing and that turns into I guess like the third guardians film they just go off and do their own thing or we start the movie out with them um and then in the middle part hopefully they focus a bit more on story because like you know they they emphasize in this trailer about like the the theme of of love and that four is a super lonely character like everyone uh, he likes is either far away or dead uh so he might the the reconnection with um Natalie Portman and that that kind of storyline coming in could be an interesting one um that also kind of concludes his his arc in uh the MCU overall and i think like seeing with like how Logan did it how they ended the storyline for Captain America and Iron Man in Endgame um these closing chapters for a character can obviously because you're like you're looking back on it and it's like ooh cool this character did all of that and now he's closing it it's always packed with with emotions but there's also a, a cool story that you can um unpack in there uh when someone's kind of you know arriving um at the end in a say not that they're killing off for it's not what i'm saying at all but uh maybe you know they're, they're giving him a more passive role overall uh so, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it because i think taika has has its way, especially like I, I watched uh, Our Flag Means Death, right? And just uh, the whole like homo <laughs> homoerotic undertones that a lot of his stuff has. It's just like that type of stuff. He, he nails that type of like uh, fruity type of comedy. Um, and I think it works really well with, with the Guardians together with kind of James uh, James Gunn's approach to, to comedy. So uh, yeah, I think this is going to be a fun one, colorful and... Uh, Looking forward to it coming out in Ju June, July, soon. Coming soon to your theater. Speaking of things coming to your theater soon, uh, let's have a look at the new releases of the week. First up, uh, over the weekend, we got The Batman over on HBO Max. And you can count on me re-watching that in 4K at home as soon as possible. Uh, well, I guess I could have already done it. If it was as soon as I'm gonna watch it soon, okay. Uh, and I'm looking forward to, to re watching that film. Uh, there's also the second season of Russian Doll over on Netflix with Latasha Leon. I haven't had a chance to uh binge through the series yet, it just came out earlier today. Also, out this Friday on April 22nd is Marvelous and the Black Hole, as well as The Bad Guys, an animated film with animals. So, that's always a great combo. B by the way, it's crazy like Sing 2 has been doing so much money, although that movie came out like, felt like it came out in 2019, but... Um, Yonks ago. Yeah, it's just uh, had like really steady legs and has grown so much money. So it's, uh, that, that gets gets me off on a whole tantrum about like Pixar not releasing it in theaters. It's just so stupid. People go back, especially with young kids, to the theaters. Ugh, you're missing out, Disney. Uh, anyways, The Northman, new Robert Eggers film, <laughs> totally 180 from Pixar. Uh yeah, it is out in wide release as well as The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, the new Nick Cage film. Uh, then we also got the uh, new Celine Siama film, um, Petit Maman. Um, she's the director of Portrait of a Lady on Fire. So definitely give that a watch. That is out in limited release. It's a really short watch. I think it's like 72 minutes. Really short, small, um, and, and uh, emotional, powerful story. I really love that one. So uh, give it a watch. And uh, We're All Going to the World's Fair was a uh, indie film, really small film um, out of Sundance that had an interesting premise of uh, of a girl kind of documenting 
uh, a teenage girl documenting a lot of the stuff that he does, that she does. Uh, and um, yeah, quite an interesting film uh, to go check out in limited release. And then we got the third season of Barry. Luckily, I know you've been catching up with the series. So do you think by the time season three rolls around, you're, you're ready to jump into it? Or like, yeah, no, taking you a bit longer to get there? Man, I have so many things I'm trying to catch up on. Just just you wait till we get the what you've been watching. Oh, I'm jealous because I know one thing you watched this week and that I didn't watch and I would have liked to watch. Haha. <laughs> but Barry season three, a uh, great yeah. show over on HBO Max. And um, yeah, before we jump into what we've been watching, uh, I'll play you a short, uh, short little clip from my interview with Gus Benoit. And uh, yeah, go give Vortex a watch. It's out in Swiss theaters uh, now and next week in US and I think more internationally. So give that a watch. First up, I think you, your film tackles something that in cinema is kind of underrepresented, like showing uh, dementia on screen. So um, how did you go about putting that on screen? In my case, it wasn't too difficult to portray it because I had seen my grandmother and my mm -hmm. mother with dementia. It's true that it's underrepresented in commercial cinema compared to how huge the dementia is in mm -hmm. real life. Yeah. Uh, there's a, there are cases of dementia in almost every single family. Yeah. And since I'm showing this movie, uh, many film critics disappear at the end of the, the or, or friends who, who attend the screening, mm -hmm. disappear at the end of the screening. And then two days later or three days later, I get a phone call. Yeah, I couldn't talk to you because uh, uh, your movie is the story of my life. I'm going exactly right. through this with my dad or with my mom yeah. uh, and uh, or my stepfather that I'm taking care of. And uh, the worst thing is that most people hide the, the, that part of their own lives mm -hmm. as it was a personal cross they, they shouldn't share. Let's get to uh, what we've been watching. So Luck and you've teased us already that, that you saw a bunch of stuff. So I'll give you the floor. What, what have you been watching? Oh, thank you for the floor. Yeah, the whole floor. I'll start off with something I've been trying to catch up on. And I started The Sinner a while ago. So I'm still making my way through that. And I watched a couple. I'm basically at the end of season one. So I'm, I'm almost there at the end of season one. But man, this, this like TV show drags a little bit. So kind of a bit mixed on it overall. Kind of lost interest in it, if I'm totally honest. But moving on. Mm -hmm. Started two new series. Archive 81, which I got told about. It's on Netflix. Yeah. And so far it's been a pretty slapping show. Yeah. Pretty spooky, pretty scary. At some points, I've even been like, I'm going to take my headphones off and listen to this on speakers, <laughs> not on headphones. I'm too scared. Yeah. So that's been fun. It also gets a bit cringe here and there as well. So I think that show uh, is so also So far, me. I'm actually canned. Yeah. Canned, yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Which is good because at least I know that I'm finishing something instead of just the <laughs> most of these, which I don't think any of the other ones have been canceled just yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other show that I watched was or started was Out of Range on Prime. Yeah. The new uh, Josh Brolin Amazon show. Mm. Did you I, see that? Yeah, I also yeah. caught the mm. first two episodes of that show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's intriguing. It's do you want to do it on the count of three? Say yes or nay. Yeah, sure. Okay. Okay. Three, two, two one. One. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You Except didn't, that we didn't commit to it. Episode two. <laughs> there was yeah 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 I'd agree. Um, it's I hated the tint. I hated the tint on it. Yeah. The color. Yeah. 
It just it didn't like just the look. Turned me off. I was like, no. this is weird. I don't like mm-hmm. it. it. It looks dumb. It's very reminiscent of other shows that had a similar premise, um, kind of overdoing it and not really knowing how to go about the look. Yep. It, it doesn't feel like. Yep. I think overall, I think the show is not confident enough in in its premise. It does feel like it's it it wants those Yellowstone type of uh, uh, like I don't know if you know about that. Yeah, we talked about that show before, right? It's just like <laughs> a bunch of people just die more in Game of Thrones, and it's set in in uh, in the rural part of of the U.S. But I think it has like that type of energy. And I think it should commit more to just being about the crazy stuff that it wants to do. But maybe that's coming. Uh, we have just seen the first two episodes so far. Joss Brolin is is amazing. <laughs> He's great in it. Like, He's so I good. had a couple of moments where I thought like, oh, the show is... Okay, I, I get what you're doing. But then he completely uh, like sucked me back in with his performance. Uh, which is already mm. so layered, just two episodes in. I feel like oh, there's yeah. so many definitely. so many layers to unpack. So I'll definitely be um, keeping up with that show. I watched five seconds of Moon Knight. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, episode I'm, four? I, know, I haven't watched Moon Knight yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I haven't watched Moon Knight uh, yet. So I mean, it's what a lot of people have been saying, that like by episode four, the show really becomes something else a bit, like th- with the direction it goes. Oh, what? It it does kind of oh, no. it does something uh interesting that really throws you for for a loop. The way you the way you're the way you're staring up into the ceiling is like giving me some concern here, bro. I'm I'm just looking at my my alter ego. His his name is his name is um uh, Ferdinand, and he he's he's saying I shouldn't reveal too much. He's he's in my ear. What did he get assassinated <laughs> and cause the start of World War One? That's I? yeah. Uh, he, he's been around for so was. long here. Uh, yeah, well, it, it's geez. such a pain to be an archduke these days. Like everyone hates aristocrats, so mm. you know. But uh, my my last name is Graf, which basically means duke. So it, it's kind of weird that you didn't get that wow. earlier. It's one to one, just a bit of German for you. But anyways, I. Uh, sorry, you peasant. I, I, you peasant so wouldn't get it. Sorry, Ferdinand, get out of here. Get out of I here. I just forget. Yeah. Uh, anyways, the, the show is interesting. Um, still, I think it, it's it has like it throws you into something, and I'm like, okay, I don't know if mm. I like this yet. I kind of have to see more. Mm. So I'm definitely keen to yep. to uh, for the show to wrap up and see if if I actually like where they go with it. I've got one more thing. Yeah. I'm keeping it super under wraps because we are going to do an episode on it, mm. but. Ewan usually gets to see all the movies before me because yeah. he gets all the screening, all the press screenings over in Switzerland, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm stuck here in Australia without getting any press screenings because it's a bit so, difficult over here to get it done. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so I like to flex when I get to see a movie before him, <laughs> even though he's seen both The Northman and Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent over me. But hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Ooh. I have seen it. Yeah. I have given it a rating on Letterbox. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to hide my uh, review. Yeah. I have got a review up. It is positive. It is very positive. And some might say it's positive. <laughs> some, some might say it's very positive. Yeah. Some might say it's a perfect score. Yeah. <laughs> and you would oh, be correct because it is a five out of five. Oh. But mm-hmm. I'm going to go see it again because I need to see it again to break it down. Yeah. If I'm going to say that this could be my movie of the year so far, I need to watch it again. Yeah, I I might just double a dip as well. Um, I'm seeing it in 
exactly one week from, well, I guess one week from now and a couple of hours, I'll be seeing it. Mm, um, okay. And I think I, okay. I, I'll probably I'll probably go see it again if I like it. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I couldn't see it in a big cinema. Mm-hmm. They're only showing it in the smaller ones because yeah. I don't think they're going to think it's. I don't think cinemas in Australia think it's going to be very successful, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate because I'd love to see this thing in VMAX or IMAX. Yeah, and it don't but, have too hey, much time because by the time um, Doctor Strange rolls around, those screens will be taken up already. It's kind of kind of. Mm-hmm. Kind of a pity that they're not doing it with the early rollout. When it's why I'm trying to, it's why I'm trying to see the Northman as soon as I can. Exactly, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, for I sure. think that's going to be in cinemas for like two days, and then all of a sudden <laughs> Doctor Strange comes out. And it's like you're not going to be able to see this fucking movie ever. Speaking of the Northman, maybe we can kind of just go over to 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 what I've been watching, and I advise you to go see it on the biggest screen possible. It really is like that type of film. Um, I was going to watch it on my iPod. On my iPod Shuffle, man. Oh, Ferdinand mm. got this really old, like, you know, those, like, big TVs that go to the back, like the 4 by 3 He he was going to watch it on that. He, he's got it, like, torrented already. Uh, he, he's ready to go. But no, Lachlan, um, did you have, like, any, any maybe questions about the film, stuff that you were wondering about that maybe I can kind of give my, my thoughts on already for the film? I read the IGN article and mm-hmm. they seem to be kind of pissed off that there's not a lot of violence, but I didn't expect there to be a lot of violence. <laughs> what did, did okay, IGN no. see a different cut from this movie? This, this movie is like... Well, I feel woo. like it was IGN. Right. Well, IGN also gives like mostly nine out of tens for all the, all the games they play, even though they're shit. So I don't know. I wouldn't trust IGN. I think they're not the most credible source. But I mean, um, someone came out of this. Yeah. Theater. Okay. No, no. Here it is. Northman Review. A Viking revenge film made of stunning visuals, but not enough flesh and blood. Right. Maybe I'm just reading. Oh, that wrong. flesh and blood. I think it's just like there's not a lot of substance, which I would agree with because the story is just very bare bones. Oh, I'm taking it literally then. <laughs> <laughs> no, IGN is too like artistically in the expression. They have so many. Ah, right. Woo! Right. Um, it is very bloody and and quite brutal. Uh, and and raw, and it's also something that uh, I think um. I think Robert Eggers does so well because he doesn't hold back when there's like a character that's flawed. We get that whole character and every other character that is flawed. And like you, you go to the conclusion of what does, what that does to a character. If, if they have shitty parents or like shitty upbringing or shitty circumstances for like any of the people in, in the film, that's going to be reflected in the story. You don't sugarcoat this hero story. Although it is just a classical mm. hero story on a trip to like revenge his his father, uh, save his mother, um, I'll kill you, Fjolnir. Um, you, you that that's kind of what the whole movie is, um, and I, I I I can't wait. I I cannot wait to talk about the ending with you. Obviously, not gonna spoil anything here. Um, but Ooh. just visually, this whole movie is stunning. Um, and especially just the, just the, the final bit is, is amazing. Um, so yeah, I, okay. I, I think, I think, uh, it's, it's my favorite movie of the year so far. <laughs> uh, Ooh. yeah, I, I love the Northman, um, a bit more than a lot of other people, uh, did because someone said right after the screening, uh, was like, oh yeah, it's just another 
Viking revenge stories. Like, well, how many Viking revenge stories have you seen? Uh, is uh, and it's also just uh, the classical Shakespearean. I guess the, you know the. I guess the predecessor, like the story that the Shakespearean story is based on, um, the story of, um, oh yeah, Hamlet. Okay. Uh, is, yeah, it's, I mean, it's 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 kind of the um, inspiration or basically the 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 origin story of Hamlet. <laughs> no, but uh, here it's mm. Amleth, uh, because it's it's a Nordic story that was adapted by by Shakespeare. Nordic. And, you know, it does have that feeling of being this like really old story that is told. And uh, I, I loved it. I, I'm going to, uh, we're probably going to have a bit more of a discussion once you've seen it as well uh, later on in, um, yeah, in one or two weeks. But uh, yeah, do you have any questions about massive talent and Nick Cage? As Nick Cage, I hear he plays a pretty um, meh character. Well, he plays himself. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Depends on on. Now, my real question, my real my real question about unbearable weight <laughs> is how is the supporting cast? Well, I think Pedro Pascal is is very pleasant. Uh, there's also Tiffany Haddish is also in there, and I don't really know. I almost or I kind of forgot what she does in the film. She doesn't do anything substantial. But uh, <laughs> it's basically this bro family movie where like he's he's with his bro. Pedro Pascal, and uh, the other bit is his family that he tries to, I guess, reconnect with. And the story is, like, super meta in the way that it's obviously about his life, right? But I'd say the first half, it is way more about, okay, this is the emotional impact that, like, this is having, this is my career, uh, blah, blah, blah. And, like, the, the, the actual, like, real life story of um, Nick Cage finally being not in debt anymore with this film, right? And he's been in debt for years. And it also kind of tackles that as well. Uh, and that part is super interesting, and I, I wish they would have stuck with it. But then if, you, if you've seen the trailers, I'm not spoiling anything here, but it, it goes more into the action side of things. And I think by just addressing it by its own meta-ness, it, it, it takes away from it. It's like the Deadpool effect of like, as, as long as I mention it, it's kind of deep and it's kind of meta. And it kind of throws away what it's building towards at the start. By the end of it, I think it, it kind of turns it around a bit. I think I think I did connect with it. Uh, I, I, I thought it was quite good. I gave it a, like a three and a half out of five. I think it was a solid, entertaining film. I just thought that it had more, like a bigger potential that it didn't completely, mm. was able, like it wasn't able to but live up to But it is entertaining. It, it's super entertaining, yeah. Especially if you like Nick Cage, Nick Cage films. There's a, there's a lot of like fun that's references. That's all I care about. Uh, I'm happy with that. But but yeah, that's it for that. Uh, Vortex, I already shot it out. Uh, it's, it's a special type of film because it's like a split screen kind of emphasizing um, how like one character has, has Alzheimer's um, dementia and... Uh, like how that affects the whole family dynamic. And if you've seen any Gaspar Noir film, you know that he gets in there quite raw, uh, but it's, it's, it's maybe his most haunting film, not like by the drug taking, the sex and everything, but just like how devastating that universal illnesses that so many people are affected by. Um, I think like this, like uh, I think one in three people above the age of uh, 85 have dementia. Uh, so it's, it's a crazy stat. Like everyone and and their, their family members kind of have have to deal with at some point in in 
their life and i think he he captured it in in quite a, a haunting um way where it's like it's like up there for me with with the father of like coverage or like a film is about um that illness um yeah uh completely tone shift i caught the lost city with uh, sandra bullock and uh channing tatum and i going in like having only seen the trailers not really paying attention to uh reviews or anything um i thought i'm going to hate this because it's like a, a studio action comedy and we've gotten a lot of these they're always just like the same but i i don't know what it was but i just had a great time with the film um, I think Brad Pitt's part is super funny. Uh, and yeah, it honestly surprised me. I think it's a super fun movie to go just have a... a, a yeah, a, a, you get a bit more than you expect. And I, I wasn't cringing as much, which is which is already a plus for a studio comedy. Um, Choose or Die. I talked about it last week. That uh, horror uh, film over on Netflix with the premise of like... I don't, I, I'm just going to read you my review from... Uh, letterbox that basically uh sums up what this movie is quite quite efficiently i said uh i i put a bunch of words in capitals which basically means it's a reference to a movie so i put i saw the matrix and bandersnatch when i played true for dare with people i have since unfriended because they watched the netflix adaptation of death note that's what this movie is. It's like a clash of a bunch of ideas that are just jumbled together, don't make any sense. And it's a horrible film. I thought that the premise was kind of interesting, uh, but it just it just fumbles and whew, it's a bad film. So don't check that one out. And uh, then I caught the first two episodes of Better Call Saul. And Lachlan, you really have to catch up with Better Call Saul. There's an argument to be made that it's just as good as Breaking Bad. I'm, I'm going to say that. It's really good. And uh, that's all I've been watching. Call me out here for not seeing Better Call Saul. Yeah. And probably Breaking Bad. But I... Wait, you've not? You have seen Breaking Bad, right? Oh, my God. No. Oh, my God. Making me go over there. <laughs> Take your four-wheeler away until you watched it. Uh, okay, well, that's interesting. Well, then I guess you don't have that much of an attachment. I didn't know that. That's so surprising. I thought you had seen Breaking Bad. But um, yeah, Better Call Saul is amazing. It's worth the hype and uh, going to be watching it uh, weekly from, from now on. So I didn't mention it before, but uh, new episodes drop every Monday or on Netflix, they're out on Tuesday. Uh, but yeah, that wraps it up for what we've been watching. And uh, let's get to uh, the bloody fest of X. Farmer's daughter, take one. I need to be famous, Wayne. All the best people are. There ain't nobody else out there like you. You know why? Why? Because you got that X factor. In 1979, a group of young filmmakers set out to make an adult film in a secluded farmhouse in rural Texas. Their reclusive elderly hosts take a special interest in their young guests and, as night falls in, the couple's leering interest takes a violent turn. That is X from director Ty West. Uh, an A24 film, uh, A24 horror film, um, and uh, comes in on Letterboxd at a 3.6, on IMDb a 6.9, and on Metacritic a 79. So, Lachlan, what did you make of X? 
It was very, very good. Right. You know what I miss? You and what, what do you miss, Lachlan? You know what I miss really bad? I miss fun horror films. Yeah. The cheesy ones. Mm-hmm. You know, the the real, uh, wow, this looks really shit, but I love it. I love it. Right? Yeah. You know what this movie does? What What does it do? Oh, yeah. It goes back. It goes back to horror's roots, man. Right. It go- it it looks at the eighties horror films and goes, "Yeah, that was its peak. I mm. want to make a movie like that." There's no one making a horror movie like this these days. No. If there was, if this was made by literally like anybody else, who didn't have the same vision, mm-hmm. dude, it would have been like they have some paranormal, demonic, psychological fucking thing. In this one, it's just like, nah. Well, I won't spoil that, but like. It's gonna murder you. Yeah, it's uh, it's there's no there's nothing there's nothing else. I mean, there is, but it's like there's nothing else mm-hmm. really. Yeah, that makes you go, oh, it's psychological or it's that. It's it's a proper like this could take place in real life horror movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love that. I think um what works so well. You said the eighties. I think you could even go back like two or four years, uh, back into the seventies oh, as well. Seventies. Hell Texas yeah. Chainsaw Massacre, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Well, that's like probably the biggest inspiration exactly, of yeah. this movie, I reckon. It, uh, for sure. And I feel like what you just kind of touched on, and we won't go into the motivation of the killers just yet before we do spoilers, but uh, it, it's just like a, a human one. It's something that all, uh, like Letterface has as well in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It, it's a pretty simple drive, you know? Um, and it's not just a murderous killer like um, like it is in, in Halloween or Freddy where like he's just pure evil. But these are, like you said, it's very grounded in just this could happen in real life. Uh, and mm-hmm. that makes it so much more terrifying. Um, and I, I loved it. I think there's also a discussion that maybe we don't want to so get good, into right? uh, about the modern yep. slasher uh, and kind of okay. the, I would say... You know, the term that that I really hate, and I, I think you probably do as well, is the term of elevated horror, you know? Because it's kind of lessering everything else that is made in that genre. It's like, you know, we have a cheaper budget. Uh, we have a bigger margin because, like, it doesn't cost much to do horror film, and a lot of people go see it still. And that's not elevated horror as, like, something that... A24 usually does with Hereditary and Midsommar, which would be edit elevated horror. But no, I think it's kind of spits it back into your face with this like A24 film, which is just a good, fun slasher, you know? Let's have a quick chat about A24. Right, let's have a quick chat about A24, yeah. I actually, oh, I forgot to tell you. But what do you think? I do, I do have a complete oh. list of all my A24 films ranked, uh, but we'll, we'll get to that oh, maybe, wow. maybe at the end of today's show. We'll have a quick look at that. What's your opinion on A24? Uh, well, I think they are able to um, create possibilities for uh, aspiring directors who have a great vision to execute their vision. I think that's what they are really uh, good at, you know, giving the right people the tools to to uh, yeah to get their craft out there. But I don't know what you were right. leading to with that question. Um, Per se. I think some of my favorite movies of the past five years have all been A24 films. Yeah, uh, for me as well, yeah. Like, okay, I'm just going to go through a first... I'm just going to go through a couple of their movies, mm-hmm. right? Just a couple of them. And I want you to tell me whether you liked it or you didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Okay, ready? Let's start with probably one of their biggest hits, Hereditary. 
I wasn't big on it when it first came out. Um, well, when I first watched it, but uh, I, I I love it now. I think it's amazing. Cool. Eighth grade. Loved it. Bo Burnham. Go get it. It's gonna be the same thing for all of them. Mid mainly. <laughs> Mid nineties. Uh, yeah, a f- fun film. Um, but you can see that it's like a first time directing thing. Under the Silver Lake. Ooh, such an underrated film that uh, I've only seen once, but uh, yeah, great. Also good. To keep yeah. it short. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm just gonna run through like a couple more. Do you ever see Highlight? I have. Yeah, uh, it's one of and? the ones that rank a bit lower for me, but it's still like a three okay. and a half out of five. Because, like, it doesn't go that low. Right. Last man, last black man in San Francisco. I love that film. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah? Yeah. Midsummer. Amazing. Right on the same level as, as uh, Last right. Black Man. All right. And I'm not even going to start cutting some of these out because these next ones are just massively big uh, hits. Uh, the Farewell. Yeah. Great. Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I haven't seen this, but the death of Diff Long. I also haven't seen it, but I've heard which is great. A Daniels. That's a Daniels. Daniels, a Daniels yeah. Production as well. We, we, maybe we checked the Lighthouse that one out before. Uh, Love the Lighthouse. Yeah, Waves. Yeah. Oh, so many people were split on it. Uncut Gems. My favorite A twenty four film of all time. First Cow. Yeah, Kelly Reichardt. Uh, looking forward to a new film at Gun. Also really good. Minari. Minari. Hey, it's in my, I think it might be in my top five of of A twenty four. Here's a flop. False positives. Uh, yeah, no, that one sucked. That one really wasn't good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Ready for this one? These are some of the best ones. Ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Val, the Val Kimmer documentary, The Green Knight. All right? Yeah. We've now got The Humans, Come On, Come On, Tragedy of Macbeth. Mm-hmm. And in terms of my most recent loved movies, right, some of the biggest ones I've given the best ranks to so far, After Yang. Mm-hmm. X yeah. and everything everywhere all at once. I don't know what the fuck A24 does to just pump out some of these movies, yeah. but they are doing a fantastic job. Oh, yeah. And in my opinion, are single handedly saving cinema. <laughs> wow. That's big praise. I, 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 can't, I can't disagree. I, th- I think they are what, what uh, original cinema is, is kind of dead. That's not kind of dead, it's dead. And they are reviving it, uh, for sure. Cinema is dead. <laughs> There's no yes. such thing as Headline. cinema anymore. Yeah. It's MCU, the occasional blockbuster, mm-hmm. and A24. They're also sticking uh, to the cinema model. So they're definitely keeping like mm. cinemas literally alive with their original films, you know. Uh, I think what's so, up there for me as well is Moonlight, uh, Good Time, and The Lobster. Uh, but yeah, just put those are there. great ones as well. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it is, man, but, like, funnily enough, Tanika and I have a little thing where I'll be like, hey, do you want to see a movie? Mm-hmm. And she can just immediately just assume that it was A24. <laughs> like, when we went and saw Everything Everywhere all at once yesterday, yeah. she, like, the A24 logo came up, and she just started, like, ch- like laughing. <laughs> yeah. She was chuckling. She was, like, sitting next to me, she was just like, Pfft. and I was like. I just turned to her and she just knew and I knew and I was like, that's the joke. We modern like, cinephiles we are, movies, are and they're great. pleased by that logo. We just know it's good shit. But like, yeah, it's crazy to see that some of the 
biggest films that we have is coming from this one company. Like some of the most incredible mm-hmm. stories and and just and just also very fun. It's not like they're yeah. stuck to one kind of particular thing, mm-hmm. right? If I if I could guess, like if I looked at a couple movies, I can kind of tell that they're made by a certain production company. Yeah. Like I f- I don't know what it is with Warner Brothers, but I always <laughs> have this weird feeling that I know it's Warner Brothers. Okay. Yeah. Even if I like didn't see the Warner Brothers, like I just thought, okay, no, this is definitely a Warner Brothers movie. Mm-hmm. And M- and then Marvel's got their own thing on it as well. Um, yeah, I so mean Disney these, overall like, has films, a really distinct look that you can. Disney see. is very strict it's on very what it wants, yeah. which is going to be interesting to see what glossy. happens when Avatar comes out. Right. Yeah. Uh, if there's like a distinct change of of like different. Sorry, I mean uh, not Avatar. Avatars. The second one. Avatar with a Z? Like with Avatars with a Z. Right, okay. With ants. Right. Um, But no, I think A24 is doing a fucking spectacular job with everything because it's not like it's one type of film. They're giving a voice to certain filmmakers that probably wouldn't get a voice with the big guys. Like, Mm. you know, Warner Brothers isn't going to give, you know, another couple, a hundred million to the Daniels. They're going to give it to fucking Chris Nolan or Denise Villeneuve. Yeah, that that's true. I mean, which would probably make him back the money anyway. But we'll, we'll talk about, I guess, everything all at once a bit more extensively when we actually do the review for it. But it's also, I think, they have like a budget of twenty five million for that movie overall, which is crazy that well, they do okay. all of that stuff. From... Tell you for a fact, if their budget was twenty five million, all on dollars, screen, right? It's all on screen. They yeah, yeah. There's not a single dollar not well spent. Yeah. Uh, that that is amazing. It is is amazing to see that type of stuff. Anyways, we're getting sidetracked. Let's let's get back to X. Uh, maybe more specifically, um, to the the cast and the performances. Um, we we get uh Mia Mia Goff, I think is her name, right? Yeah, as as the titular character. And what I didn't notice uh, before I rewatched and kind of looked at glanced at the IMDb that she plays uh Maxine and Pearl. She also plays the old lady. I, I didn't notice that. I don't know if you saw that with the with the makeup. Yeah. I, I didn't know. <laughs> I did, but I didn't realize right. that it was I thought it wasn't her by the end. Yeah. Well, because they're like in, in um I guess they're both, you know. They're in a lot of the scenes together. Yeah, and I was like, scenes. well, I didn't think they'd want to keep doing the CGI stuff, mm-hmm. but well, not so much CGI, but okay. It's a it's a lot of, like and going in knowing it, I kind of saw how they did the framing at, at times and uh, mm. I mean, it's simple stuff if you know if, if they're not like you know that close together at all, uh, all times. But um, yeah, definitely interesting to to have her in there, and I I think everyone in here is 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 working, and I think that Kid Cudi is interesting that he's branching out to do more acting stuff. It's it's also his first film, uh, where he's executive producing, um, and I think he he mm. already has a, a new movie coming up where he's also starring and producing again. Um, so interesting to see him branch out, kind of going the uh, childish Gambino type of route, where he's like branching out into all mm. types of arts, and uh, he works well in this film. I think he, he's he's great in it. And then uh, we got Jenny Ortega, which I think she she's had a quite a good year uh, already. She was in Scream, she was in uh, the Fallout, um, and is establishing herself as kind of you know a a modern type of. Um, horror scream gal queen. yeah scream queen right exactly uh she does have a scream in the film as well which is uh which she just kills yeah she does she does so great um and then we got Brittany snow which 
probably most people know her from um, Pitch Perfect. Uh, yeah, Pitch Perfect. That's what what those movies are called. That somehow when I said Pitch Perfect, I I pictured the the YouTube channel Dude Perfect, but they're all singing, um, synchronized and throwing a basketball into a hoop, which is a weird thing to have imagined right now. But I don't know. Anyways, um, that's where she's from. Oh, crazy thing about uh, Jenna. Ortega. Yeah. I always thought she'd play a great Wednesday Adams and she literally is playing Wednesday Adams in a new live action really TV show. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, she's I said that I was like she looks so much like Wednesday Adams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she's only because I had a, a massive thing for Wednesday Adams growing up. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> when I was like younger, I was like, yeah, Wednesday Adams. <laughs> yeah, uh and and she's been um at it. She's been uh, in a lot of stuff and a really promising career. I think she's also a, quite an interesting character we get in this. Um, and maybe what else can we talk about before we get into the spoilers? And she's technically in the MCU as well. <laughs> she, in Iron Man 3, she plays the vice president's daughter. <laughs> really? What? That's such a deep cut out. What the hell? Uh, you were just, I just went. I just went on. That is... I feel like a new thing for me is going to be just trying to see how I can connect every actor and actress to the MCU. <laughs> you are preparing for us to do... Uh... Wait, can I connect Kid Cudi? Hang on. Kid Cudi. Kid Cudi to, Kid Cudi to the MCU. That'd be crazy. I don't think he can. Nah, he's not in the MCU yet. Unless he was a... Wait, wait, oh. wait. Oh, fuck. I thought maybe a composer. Maybe he like wrote a song or something. Oh, wait. Soundtrack. Soundtrack. He's in Sonic the Hedgehog 2. He's, wow, doing a lot. There's also a featured song that's with Kid Cudi and Britney Snow um, that they just perform midway through the movie. And somehow it wasn't as distracting as I thought it would be. Uh, but it was, all, it was also oh, oh, still... Oh, I've done it! Too. I've done it! I've done How it! How did you connect? He, he had it? a song in The Amazing Spider-Man 2. And now that uh, all the Spider-Verse movies are together, <laughs> that's part of the MCU. There you go. Kid Cudi is in the MCU. I guess his music is at least, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, he's connected. He's connected. Well, you got a new thing, luckily. That's great. Thanks, man. Yeah. I, well, something that um interests you probably a lot is is the visual approach to to the film and the look of it all. So, uh, what Ooh, did you think? Sorry. Of- Are we still talking about X? I'm talking about Kid Cudi joining the MCU. <laughs> we can talk about Kid um, Cudi. Sorry. When's uh, Man on the Moon Four coming the out? The visual man? stuff in this film is so much fun. Yeah. It's just such a really well-told story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that it, like, is it, it's obviously shot on film, right? Uh, or would surprise me if it's not, but I didn't check. Neither have I. Oh, my God. I oh mean, my, we are life professionals scoop. here. It's a life we, scoop we we're doing right checked. now. We checked. It was a... I hate the new... 35 millimeter. Yeah. I hate the new... I'm 35 mil. Well, I'm just faster at the internet than you, so... I have faster internet than you. Well, you are already a couple hours ahead, so that's unfair. Yeah, good point. Um, I think that every part of this just just fucking nails it on the head. The look of all of it, the the characters, the location, the uh, <laughs> I loved the intercutting of the actual porno itself. Oh, that yeah. was so much fun as a, like a telling of the story. Mm-hmm. Um. So every part of the cinematography was just spot on for me. It was just an enjoyable experience. Yeah, you bring something up with the editing, which was super interesting. They had like a couple scenes where we were kind of going over into the next one, but it kind of flashed back to the one thing and it had yeah. like maybe like three frames where it came back, going back and forth. 
Um, mm. I thought it was like a super interesting stylistic and artistic choice and brings me to a point that I wanted to make. I think what is what what a good slash, slasher does, what a good modern slasher does is it has um, the simple pleasures of having a thrilling slasher movie with kills and stuff like that, right? Simple enough. Do that right. Do that with the cinematography and everything. Secondly, have themes underlying that don't take up the whole story and like some moral endpoint to arrive at, but they're more mm. more just backdrops to the overall story. The themes of hey, we're doing spoilers, right? Uh, we can ease into what with what I'm doing right now into spoilers, yeah. With a decaying oh, okay. body, with sex, with religion, that type of stuff, uh, like um, emancipation as well, expressing yourself. Uh, with Jenny Ortega's character specifically, right? And, and with that, let's I, I actually cross into a spoiler so we can talk about it more specifically. I, I just thought it was it was done so well. All of the characters... Your grandparents can be horny. Grandparents can be horny, and, and it is awkward. Exactly. But uh, if you don't make out with... It's awkward, it's uncomfortable. With a grandma, she'll likely stab you to death. Uh, so maybe just go along with it. They're horny as well. Wait, Lachlan, do you have any, any spoiler thoughts you wanted to get out real quick at the start of this? Yeah, horny grandparents. Horny grandparents. I thought the horniness was quite funny. It it was kind of funny, right? Uh, look, my spoiler my spoiler thoughts have kind of the same as my non spoiler thoughts, except instead of me being like, ah, oh, it looks pretty, and yada yada yada. Now that we can talk about the fact that they were she was just horny, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and then that makes her twist. Is that that's what made it scary? Yeah, it's like she just got denied. And she just stabbed him. And I was like, that's fucking terrifying. That is terrifying. At one point, I was like, she could she could 1v1 Jason. She could 1v1 Michael Myers mm-hmm. and go toe-to-toe with him. Then I realized probably not because <laughs> she has no ability to be strong. She yeah. just you know, took advantage of this uh, poor boy. But, I mean, she could, again, try to take advantage of Michael Myers or Jason and trick him and then stab him. So I you know, kept coming back. Yeah. And it's the same with the husband because he was he was badass. He took, was it Jackson that he killed? That was his name. Uh, yeah, Jackson. Jackson right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just out of Crazy. jealousy. I'd as love well. to see just out of jealousy. <laughs> yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Just bang straight to the chest. Fuck yeah, dude. There's no like. And I was waiting for the twist the entire time where it was going to be. Oh, they've got some because obviously they had that. Uh, the opening, right? It gets you in straight away. It shows you the crime scene. You're like, mm-hmm. fuck yeah, right? And then it goes back to 24 hours later, I think it is. Yeah. And you're you're watching and you're like, fuck, where's this leading to? And obviously you've got that hint of like what's happening underneath. Mm-hmm. And that's when you have obviously that shot of that naked dude. And I thought there's got to be more than that, right? I was waiting for like some kind of uh, pentagram or some kind of like uh, Satanist kind of thing where they you know, pray to Satan that he get this extra power, yada yada. They're they're really like super super duper old, but they harvest on the young, and so, you know that gives them a bit of age. And I was uh-huh. like, that's gonna be the twist, right? They feed uh, on the young, and it makes them young. That's again. Morbius. That's why, because that, when she was when I noticed, because I noticed it straight away, because you notice when someone looks super young, there's certain mm-hmm. features. Tanika kind of pointed out as well with the the not sagging of the cheeks; they were kind of too firm on her face, and I was right. like. Nah, she's she's wearing makeup, mm. and then over time I was kind of like, maybe she's not, maybe she is, but now you confirm that she is at the start. Um, I was thinking her makeup is gonna, like, sco- become less. She's gonna become younger oh, and younger. Yeah. Um, 
very similar right. to the character in I don't know if you saw it, but did you ever watch the Benjamin Midnight Button. Mass on Netflix? No, I I, I didn't. Or Benjamin it. Button. No, yeah, there's a character in there's a character in Midnight Mass who gets younger. Yeah, right. And they do the same thing. It's a it's a young actress. She's got makeup on, makes her look old, mm-hmm. but you can just tell. You can just tell in the eyes. You can tell. You can tell in the eyes. Um, that you know she's young. Mm-hmm. And it's the same here. And I was just waiting. But it never happens, and I fucking love that. Yeah, it, it it puts those ideas into your head. That's like, okay, what is is this actually about? Like, especially starting out with the preaching from um from the the guy on the TV, uh, the Christian guy, and it turns out to be just like an offhanded thing for, I guess, a, at the end, Maxine that she's the daughter of this guy. But I I don't know what that means. Like, it crazy. It doesn't really mean anything for the story. It's just like a thing. That mm. is in this universe, and it's cool because I, I like the way that they did these cheesy callbacks. I think it, it, they did it a total of three times, at least uh, as far as I can remember, with like someone saying something and then another person saying it back to them with a different meaning. But I guess there, like she was doing it while he was saying it on the TV. Um, I think it was something mm. um, like "I will not accept a life I do not deserve," which was his, what she says, and. I think it's also one where uh, Johnny uh, Jenny Ortega's character says back to her boyfriend RJ, "We need to get such a proof." Is what he, what she says when she's about to do porn, um, or, or like this artistically adult movie. They were like smart callbacks that made sense in the characters, and also kind of felt like this is a bit of cheesy writing doing these callbacks like a bunch of times, but it just kind of works, and um. Mm. Yeah, I think it's just really confident in what it is, and it, it nails it. Um, I was wondering, Lachlan, do you have a, a favorite kill overall? I really enjoyed the head splatter right at the end. The head splatter that was, was crazy. Gory. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even say it's a kill, because the, the moment that I cringed the most was when that her hand was she like breaks down the door has a here Johnny moment reaches through <laughs> and then the hand gets smashed. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I felt that. I just. I just felt my hand just like loosen up and just, yeah. oh, that was pretty. Cause like, I don't think there was a kill that made me actually the, I had a lot of fun with, uh, the dude looking through the hole and then getting <laughs> fucking, uh, pickaxe to the face. That yeah. was sick. The, the um, eye glory but all holes, of them were, were really fun. <laughs> Cause like, I, I remember, I pretty much remember all of them. Shotgun to the chest, pickaxe, knife to the throat, uh, kicked into the water eaten by an alligator at no that's the one <laughs> eaten the by an alligator, alligator was crazy jeez the fucking just whoomp. oh man i that's the one that i definitely felt the most hit, impact my body yeah so yeah no i i enjoyed all of them even when she got like the old lady got shot back by the shotgun herself i thought that was basically crazy yeah i i remember all of the kills for some reason yeah, it's it's a very memorable set of kills where like sometimes in slashes you get that like um off-screen kill or whatever that's less impactful and you really have to highlight like I, I think back to um the kill of uh in the first Halloween, like putting him up on the wall. Such an iconic kill, or mm. like the door swinging one in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But here I I the the alligator thing was so over the top, I think but also kind of sold it and made it even better is because we knew it was coming, having that tease from the top-down shot of her, like, swimming. 
that was anxiety driven. It's so great. And then the but way it I had, ends I was just, with like her getting up, door opening, action. In, like you don't get usually get like that good of editing in any type of movie, let alone in a horror film. So I was like, oof, give me give me more of those like match cut, uh, audio match cut type of, of, of transitions to scenes. It's it's so well done. Mm. If I had to pick one, I think that uh, the subversion of maybe your expectation with Jenny Ortega's character, when she just runs out and gets shot and just she's gone. You know, she's locked up. You might have the expectation she's making it out of here. She was maybe the virgin type of like t stereotypical character that now I guess kind of dies because she has sex. But it, it puts that on its head because it's like, no, we are grounded in the real world. Uh, with people who do like a, a dirty film, they do an X-rated film. And uh, it's not about like the rules of horror that much, although it references a lot of the things that like come before, because like especially RJ's kill is reminiscent of Psycho, the way that um the way that uh the, the killer is shot while while uh she stabs him, right? Um but it it just kind of throws you a bit for a loop because like how quickly then that character is just like gone. Um and I do think that there were a couple jump scares, audio jump scares mainly, that uh, were just in there to to have them in there. And um, I, I get why he put them in there. I just wasn't a fan of it. Um, like the most mm. prominent one that I'm thinking back to is when Maxine, um, after having that creepy encounter with Pearl, her like touching her and she's running back and then uh, Wayne is just standing there. Uh, she's running basically into his arms, but it's like this big, like loud moment where he just grabs her, and it's like she didn't see him while she was running directly at him. It was just a bit silly. And there's mm -hmm. a couple of those moments whenever they do a jump cut, it's really silly. And I don't know if if it was intentional or I, I don't know what it was, but that was probably the thing that I enjoyed the least about the film. If I had to be critical about it, I think my favorite shot is also uh, the the um, the alligator alligator thing, um, like the tension of that scene kind of building and that was fun it looked fun because like that animatronic i assume it didn't look like digital it looked like they actually had something i don't know i gotta check out the behind the scenes of like that thing coming it, uh, it it's so well done yeah i think something that's i could have mentioned this in the uh non-spoiler segment but i think just the title itself is also something uh, interesting, you know, with the rating system, but I, I, it might be a bit too nerdy, so I won't get into it too much. But if you're interested, like the X rating in its history, uh, is actually quite interesting, like how that was used, um, uh, initially for like, uh, films that were supposed to not like go into any review and just, uh, you know, not be rated and they could be X rated, but then kind of porn industry took that over, uh, and it became something else. Um, so there's like a bunch of older films that like A Clockwork Orange or Midnight Cowboy who are technically X-rated movies, but maybe there's a different stigma to the film nowadays because we just associate X with porn. Um, but but yeah, uh, this definitely deserves its rating as well. I think it doesn't hold back when it, when it does the kill. Like that early scene um, where the cow is just like... <laughs> Just ripped apart from the insides on on the the highway, or on on the street. Um, I was like, okay, I guess they're setting us up for a bloody film. They really uh, are showing us that even though it takes an hour to get into the first kill, um, that this is going to be a gory film, and it's worth, um, worth its X, uh, worth its R rating, I guess. 
Uh, but yeah. Man, I got to work and I was just like, hey, do you like a horror movie? They're like, do you like horror movie? I'm like, yeah. And I go, yeah. Do you like anything from the 70s and 80s? They're like, fuck yeah, I love those movies. Like, cool, you should watch this. I have been recommending Definitely. this to like everyone because it's an easy watch and it's a fun watch, mm-hmm. which is really hard to do, which is another reason why I've been recommending everywhere, everything. Everything Everywhere All at Once as well, because it's a fun and an easy movie to watch, mm-hmm. and everyone will love it. And I can have the same thing here. I think everyone will love this film if they like horror movies, because it's just so much fun. You don't, yeah. get, They don't make horror like this anymore, and that's what's exciting. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what do you think about uh, them already uh, doing a, a prequel that's coming out later this year? Uh, they shot it kind of back-to-back, and it's, I think it's about to be done I had already. no idea. Yeah, uh, so this whole thing no was shot in New Zealand and uh, Mia Goth, I think it was like scheduling thing, like, oh, we're already here. We're doing a prequel with Pearl. <laughs> uh, we're shooting it right now and Ty West and I guess Mia Goth uh, as Pearl. I assume it's not going to be Maxine in the first one as well. Uh, or in, in this prequel as well, uh, uh, in, in a prequel. Kind of crazy because like, you know, it, it goes against uh, the thing of A24... Uh, being so original, but like, then when something mm. so franchisable as as slasher, uh, gets out, you know, you do you do the spinoffs and prequels straight away, which is which is interesting. But uh, if it's anything like X, um, then um, I mean, uh, I'm definitely down to go check it out. I don't know what they would call it though. You know, X. What do you call the movie before X? Do you just call it Y, or like what do you do? W, obviously. W, big W for A24. Oh. Because W becomes before X. You said Y. I said Y, which That's comes after. Oh, yeah, I'm stupid. Um. <laughs> but they'll do it like The Witch, where it'll be two Vs. It'll be t- actual two Us. W. Right. And the two Vs then on the logo would just be like old, decrepit boobies that hang down. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What if, what if this is like... We're calling it X, but really it's 10. Oh, right. And it's set in 10. In 10? Hmm. No, it's told that in 10. That makes no chip. sense. But no, what, what's what's the theme of 10? Why is it X and it means 10? Or is it just in a different form well, of it's X? Just 10. I don't know. That w- I think that would... I think you would, you would have to call it in the style of like recent um, horror namings. You call it DX. You know? Wouldn't this be a great idea? Can you imagine doing a whole bunch of movies with just different Roman numerals and you bring them out randomly, right? Yeah. You do 10, 6, 1, 5, 9, and you bring them all out. And then you make the last movie and you're like, go watch it in order. And people go watch it in order. And it's just, it's a whole full story. Wouldn't that be sick? It would be funny if you bring it out like non-chronically. Yeah. I don't know. That crazy idea. That's a lot of planning. A lot of planning. That's a crazy idea. I mean, you gotta get James Cameron for it. He's already doing My it for Avatar. My brain just exploded. Yeah. Yeah, he's doing like seven movies in one, isn't he? Fucking maniac. Um. Yeah, we already kind of went over our favorite A twenty four films. Luckily, if you already like, if you also have a list by the time this episode comes out, I'll I'll link that below as well. Um. I should, shouldn't I? Yeah, I'll I'll put mine on there. Uh, as well. And um, yeah, go check out X. Uh, go check out the smaller theaters. It's probably not playing in a big one near you. If it's out al- already, uh, it's gonna have 
as I guess that's the downside for A24. We've just been praising it. But what I hate about it is like that in certain countries, they don't have a fixed distributor. So here in Switzerland, we don't have one. Um, so like some movies like The Green Knight, they get picked up by like a bigger distribution thing and then we get it, no problem. But everything everywhere all at once still has no distribution in Switzerland. So I got to cross the border, go into a different country to go watch this film, uh, which is which is weird. That shouldn't be the case. So I think uh, that's, that's not on A24 though. Uh, that's not their issue to be solved, but it would be nice if the global distribution was a bit better for A24. Um, but, but yeah, that's my only big gripe with, with that studio. Uh, anyways, uh, Lachlan, where did you arrive at as, as a rating for X? I gave it a wonderful four out of five. Mm, I love that it's a wonderful four. I would also give it a four out of five, um, that doesn't Ooh. have any adjectives before it. It's just a blank four out of five ripped apart by its nice. naked original feature just four um anyways uh nice that we tie it back to the four and four tying it back to your car uh all of it is connected everything four by four all at once everything everywhere which leads me to uh i guess what's coming up on the show uh next week we are taking a break uh, unless there's a surprising thing and you still find an episode there no we are taking another week off in spring um well-deserved vacation for you Lachlan. go enjoy i'm taking my car for a drive that sounds fun i wish i could join you but you're a bit far down i'm going for a road trip. but i guess if you would call in with a medical emergency i would come <laughs> And knowing that the, okay. I, I could even I could even get the car because as you said, right, you bought it in, in my name as well. I'm I'm on the contract. Is that what you said? You're Should, on that wouldn't be an issue. You're on everything. Oh, that's great. Lovely to hear. My legal name is is you and Graf. Uh I my legal name is not you and Graf. My legal name is like you remember my second personality, Ferdinand? He's he's on one of my papers. Right. Yeah. You're actually not yep. getting the real me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, mm. uh, back in two weeks, and we'll talk about everything, everywhere, all at once. And uh, yeah, looking forward to then. In the meantime, don't forget to drop those five star reviews over on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and uh, follow us on all of our socials. We got TikTok, we got Instagram, we got uh, YouTube. Um, we got a YouTube Clips account that is a bit more active now um, for like segments of the show as well. And um, yeah, that's it. Go check out all the socials linked below. There's a shit ton of them. We post on on most of them as well. <laughs> oh, ending is always... And yeah, that's it for this week's show. Uh, yeah, talk to you soon. I don't know.